everybody, and welcome to Sailor Chibi Business. My name is Chris Sims, and Jordan D. White is off this week on account of he has a baby, and those take time. So this is the show where the the, the crew behind Sailor Business, our episode-by-episode episode Sailor Moon recap podcast, uh, dives into the world of Sailor Moon Ephemera, the stuff that exists outside the main timeline of the show, whether it's our ranking episodes, whether it's it's talking about obscure things. And this week, I have asked on a very special guest to talk about a very notable part of Sailor Moon Ephemera. So please welcome to the show, Annie Creighton. Hey, I'm delighted to talk about this. I've discovered way too much. And Annie, do you want to introduce what we're talking about? I mean, I assume everybody knows this is probably going to be in the title or description of this episode. <laughs> I mean, one would hope. So uh, this is going to be something that is kind of infamous in Sailor Moon. Uh, it's something that you may have heard of, you may have not. If you've ever been to an anime convention, you've probably seen this video. That's right. We're talking about Doozy Bots, uh, the time that uh, they decided to try and bring Gundam over to the United States and did it with with uh, super deformed Gundams. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, <clears throat> well, it must be Saban Moon then. Yeah, because I don't know what that other thing is. They just they tried to bring Gundam over and just made a whole brand new cartoon where five teens turned into tiny robots. Why would they why would they turn into tiny robots? Why would they call it doozy bots? I mean that's a very fair question. But yes, it's Saban Moon. It is the live action slash animated Sailor Moon proof of concept like attempt to to do sailor moon for american audiences a couple i guess only a year before they wound up actually doing sailor moon for american audiences with the deke dub of the original series yeah because guess what guess what is way the hell cheaper yeah okay so let's start there um if you've never seen this uh a lot of it is sort of lost to the mist of time but there is a video like a two-minute music video kind of proof of concept of what they wanted to do. And what they wanted to do was do a full-on American version of Sailor Moon. But rather than just rather than just taking the cartoon that already existed and had about 100 episodes at this point, because this is in 1994, they thought they would do a live-action show where when the girls transformed, it became an animated show that kind of looks like Shiro for the 90s. Like Power Rangers had already started happening at this point, and they were like, hmm, live action teens turned into Japanese things, you say. Yeah, because this is this is the year after Power Rangers. Power Rangers debuts in September of 1993. Uh this would have been uh I think I think the uh the script that we have is dated, so it's May 11th, 1994. And in that six-month period, the American Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show had basically become the most popular thing on the planet, except for probably in Japan. I can't imagine uh, what it's like to not realize that for like a year or two there, Power Rangers was the dominant cultural force. It was like you can divide up a, a good 10 years of pop culture into what is the single most popular thing in the world right now? And it was, it was Ninja Turtles until it was Power Rangers until it was Pokemon. It's that kind of intensity. It was yeah. bananas. And you know that you know that those things were the most popular things in the world because they're still around. 
like and they're still like all three of those franchises are still very popular like we're getting a new ninja turtle show this year uh coming right on the heels of the last new ninja turtle show uh power rangers has been going with one year of interruption uh after the the rights i think it was the last year that disney had the rights before saban got them back oh yeah uh, and they just did the reversion of the first season of mmpr like power rangers has been running uninterrupted which makes sense because it's been running uninterrupted in japan for 40 years is it is it 40 now or is it like we're getting close to 50 aren't we go kaiger was 35 that's right because that was the same year that that was was 2012 yeah so oh dang so yeah, like th- those three things were just massively popular. So in nineteen in May of nineteen ninety four, nothing in the world would have been more popular than Power Rangers was in America. Uh, and so on that level, it makes sense that they would want to like that they would go okay. So Power Rangers, like Super Sentai, is the most popular thing in the in Japan. What's the other most popular thing in Japan? <laughs> Which I assume, should, like, given the rest of this podcast. I'm pretty sure that in 1994, Sailor Moon was going strong. I don't think you make that many episodes of an anime in Japan, which is a culture that is notorious for Biss being like, I don't know, 26 and done, whatever. I don't think you get multiple hundreds of episodes uh, and it being just like, you know, okay. Yeah, which, you know, it it was a huge pop cultural thing. Like the anime was super popular. Uh, obviously, um, Sailor Moon had debuted in 1992 uh, with the comics. So Takeuchi's manga was still going strong two years later. Like it was big and it would be like, (laughs) the thing is they're not wrong. It would become very big in America, (laughs) just not in this weird form. And the thing is that, Saban Moon, which is a misnomer, we'll get into that. It wasn't actually made by Saban. It just seemed very Saban-esque with the Power Rangers connection. Like, this is something that isn't really talked about that much. It's a, like, you see the German Sailor Moon opening more than you see, like, Saban Moon stuff. Like, for a long time, the only copies that you could find were somebody recording, watching this, like, from the side like it's it's like somebody doing a bootleg like movie where they have the camera in their lap or something mm-hmm. which that's that's the video you can find online there's there's a worse quality version and a better quality version and neither one is like they're both the 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 camera in the audience there's a lot of startled and startled laughter it's embarrassing for everyone I want to talk about that in a minute when we actually get into what we see in this video. There is one thing that I want to say. Uh, This two-minute video is set to what I guess would have been the theme song of this show, which is a banger. (laughs) I mean, I definitely still find myself humming this thing now and again. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, it's at least as good as the American lyrics to the, to um, Miracle Romance, right? I don't know. I mean, there's no fighting evil by moonlight, winning love by daylight. That's a real good line. That's true. But there, but this one has the really good line. Sometimes she's a normal 15-year-old girl. <laughs> Just in case you miss it. Oh, God. So what really, what really gets me about this, if they wanted to recapture what was working about Power Rangers – 
which if you haven't seen it, uh, your children. <laughs> the, the, like, seriously, the only way I can imagine you haven't seen the first season of Power Rangers is if you're younger than me and weren't alive when it was on. But there was even like the re-release you were talking about, like that ran like a while. Yeah. Oh. Oh no, it's on Netflix. You could go watch it now. And I and I believe Jake will back me up on this one. You should. Yeah. It's frequently very bad, but in a very good way. It's watchable. The deal is they took out they, they took this show that was about uh the basically people who lived in dinosaur times. Uh but not at like they weren't like cavemen. They were like like fantasy princes and princesses who lived in dinosaur times. Uh, and they had been in eternal sleep uh, until this witch named Bandora uh, came back to earth to kill all the children. All of them. All, yeah. Just straight up. Take them out. Children of men. <laughs> then they woke up. They become uh, these Sentai warriors, uh, which are costumed Japanese superheroes who wear motorcycle helmets. And then they fight. So they took that show and they cut out everything that wasn't the heroes in costume because the costumes are full body, full face, can't see who's in it costumes for reasons that would be apparent if you watch the show. <laughs> These kids ain't doing stunts. <laughs> they do have a lot of like very complicated fight scenes, though, which I, I miss in th there's not as much civilian fighting I, not civilian but like out of costume fighting in modern uh power ranger shows and i do miss that yeah like the, the, to be fair like originally the first couple of casts they had especially from mighty Morphin power rangers these were people that were probably chosen like largely for their martial arts talents first and their uh acting talents mm, dead last yeah like and i think we're both specifically thinking of jason yeah. here uh who i love i'm thinking a lot about johnny young bosch honestly I will not hear a word spoken against him. I know he's absolutely legit, but he didn't get good at acting until he started like voice acting and he figured out how to do more than one voice, which took a while. And he is, by the way, the connective tissue because he's also in Sailor Moon. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he's Artemis in the Vizdub. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's Johnny Young Bosch. Oh, my boy, my precious boy. My favorite thing about uh, Austin St. John is there's an episode where his cousin Jeremy comes to town. Uh, and this is my impression of Austin St. John throughout that episode. Jeremy! Jeremy! <laughs> Jeremy, look out! Uh, so they cut out all the stuff where the heroes weren't in the costume. And made like built a show around it about high school kids who get summoned to uh what is i believe a jewish cultural center in california <laughs> with some drapes up i mean seriously like i've never been there but you can go to the building that they used as the exterior for the command center and it's i it is i believe a jewish cultural center on the campus of a college uh and a floating head turns them into superheroes and other than that, they just kind of have teenage superheroic adventures. Yeah, that's the, so the weirdest thing is definitely that, like, they're really hard and fast about the you can't give up your secret identity thing in, like, Money More from Power Rangers because that's such an American superhero thing. But as far as I can tell, that is that is not something they care about in Japan. Most of the Super Sentai shows I have watched do not have that rule at all. Like, the Z-Rangers 
like are are people from dinosaur times <laughs> like i think one in yeah. one episode they get a job but they're not like really worried about it um like gokaiger we talked about a second ago they're they're pirates from space uh yeah. that show rules by the way in case anyone's wondering they fly around in the red zord because it's the red zord is a giant pirate yeah, ship it's great and then it turns into a zord and it puts a hat on and then it adjusts its little hat <laughs> it's so good it's so good but yeah like they're they're very much they're very much five spider-mans so my question is, if they wanted to do that and they wanted to do like if they were like, OK, this is popular, this is working, which it clearly was, because keep in mind that by 1994, they hadn't yet really tried the knockoffs. Uh, I, I think this was around the time that they would have been developing Big Bad Beetleborgs, which was uh, mashed up from three different uh, tokusatsu shows. And even uh, the American part doesn't make any sense. Yeah nothing about that show makes sense and and eventually they would do uh mass writer which is the the version of i think i want to say it's common writer black but i wasn't prepared to talk about this so i did not look it up i know that they also did superhuman samurai cyber squad and that one was pretty early on yeah but if they were gonna do this why would they not follow that formula and have live action you know uh serena and Amy and Ray and Lita and Mina. And then when the fight started, do the transformation sequence and then use the anime. Was that like, I, I mean, we've watched a lot of this show. I don't feel like that would be any more complicated than what they were actually doing with Saban Moon. Yeah. I mean, it's not like if they're transforming into a whole cartoon, it's not like they have to worry about like wigs or something like even the, the Sacred Moon tokusatsu did. Yeah, which is also great, and which will be the season five of of Sailor Business, just so everybody knows. Um, but yeah, like, why would they go through the trouble of making a fully, fully redesigned, fully reanimated version of Sailor Moon that involves windsurfing? Windsurfing through space. Well, I mean, if you're going to have windsurfing. It might as well be through space. It's like they looked at like it's like they looked at Sailor Moon and they're like, oh, so she must sail, right? In space. On the moon. They even they even animated a different art like Luna, which I look at I almost said Artemis because it's a white cat instead of a black cat. And I understand they have like a white cat in the live action segments. But also they didn't just have to do that because one wandered on the set. I'm sure they could have found a black one. Like, it's, I don't get the logical leap that you have to make to get to the point where you're doing not just a live action Sailor Moon, but a live action slash animated Sailor Moon that isn't even the anime. The only thing that I can possibly think of is that the stuff that I've looked up is that the the Sailor Scouts in the uh, in the American Sailor Moon, they were... Uh, not all white slash Japanese. That's that's fair. That's fair. Because that's that's how we do in America. We have multicultural teams. We try. We try. We don't we don't do very well, but we some some sometimes we try. It's very true. Uh, so let's. Where do you want to start with this, Annie? Like, I think we've got enough preamble. Like, where are we? How are we going to go through this? Okay, so. Do you want a little background on this, or should we start with the video and then go into, like, trying to pick this thing apart? 
Start with the background and then we'll go into the video. Okay. So this is all stuff that I did not know until like a couple of days ago. There's two things that exist that we know of for this Saban Moon thing. And that is uh, that is this two minute promotional video and then the 17 minute long pilot episode. No one knows where this pilot episode is though apparently it exists well i i did read because there was a 2016 interview where it says that uh there is a vault copy of the in, of the full pilot episode the full t- 17 minute pilot uh but cannot be shown to anyone who is not interested in airing it which i think we need to like you can sit on my shoulders and we'll get a big trench coat and <laughs> yeah. go in there wait, wait. my name is john business <laughs> John Q. Business. I am interested in showing your thing on my business network, business television. Business. Now we're getting into like Jedi plots. So please go on. <laughs> so they make this. Uh, the The idea is that they're going to try and air this thing on Fox, on Fox Kids, which was like where all of the amazing shit was at that point, in, like 1994. That's where Power Rangers was airing. That's where you had like. Eek the cat. How, wait, I'm sorry. How is the second thing you go to eek the cat? I was trying to think of what was going on at that time because I'm pretty sure Animaniacs ran on there for a while before going exclusively over to WB. And then, oh, oh, I don't know what could be airing on Fox. Maybe Batman the animated series. Oh, Maybe X Men. Maybe Spider Man. God, those were all on Fox. Those were all on Fox. Eek the cat. <laughs> can't believe like of all the things to choose <laughs> look i never claimed to have taste as a child or now batman the end of annie i wrote the x-men 92 comic come on we're friends <laughs> okay look so there was a whole bunch of good shit on fox at the time that was the place to be uh, like, I don't even think like kids WB had become a thing yet. I think it, I don't no, think that it was, was not even, yet a thing. I don't think it was even a glimmer in like John Q. WB's Warner man's like, I, during this time, I think this was actually even too early for it to have been UPN. Oh, God, uh, you're right. cause, cause UPN and, and the WB merged to become the CW. Right. So I think I think the WB wasn't even around yet. So what happens here is that they make this promotional music video with like, here's some of the live cast. Here's some of the animated characters. Here's some of the theme music. Look at these neat space adventures and these cute girls having fun dancing for no reason in a hallway. We've got someone in a wheelchair. The kids love it. And uh, that's a, that's a thing I want to talk about. Yeah. We'll get to that when we talk about. The yeah. Video. And like they look at this and. You can kind of tell by the startled laughter that you see in these, like, videos of it being aired elsewhere. Mm, Fox did not go for it and was just like, wouldn't it be cheaper to just put voices on the cartoon? Yeah, like, there's there's no, there is no conceivable scenario where this is worth the trouble. <laughs> because, like, we already have Sailor <laughs> And, like, for the longest time, this is all that you ever see of this thing. This this pilot is is essentially gone for a very long time. Then, then, and I'm just going to read this direct from the Lost Media Wiki because I could not believe my freaking eyes. 
In late 2012, the contents of a California storage locker rented by Raymond Lakovacci of Tune Makers, which is the company that made this pilot, were sold after he was arrested on physical battery charges. Among the contents of the locker were concept art, original animation cells, and other artwork related to the American Sailor Moon project, and also a script ostensibly used for voice work for the pilot was sold and has now been put online. It took until 2012 for us to hear anything else about this thing, and that's just because of circumstances. Yeah, so you can actually go look up this script online. Honestly, what we should have done is put together a cast and and acted this whole thing out. I mean, I think that can happen thanks to thanks to the fun kids at Patreon. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe that what are we talking about? Like twenty five hundred a month? Yeah, you know that seems reasonable. Once upon another time, once upon another place. So it's fucking Star Wars, <laughs> right from right from Jump Street. Our solar system was besieged. There were many wars and fierce battles. Wicked Queen Beryl and her evil forces of darkness attacked good people everywhere. Okay, so kinda. We keep Beryl. We kinda. keep Beryl around. We we do keep Beryl. Uh, Beryl does attack the solar <laughs> system. Kind of. And good people. Sort of by proxy. She captured the outer planets of Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, and Saturn and seized their jewels of power. That's why we don't have those, those <laughs> ones. That's why those four are not here. Don't worry about it. It's fine. The princess warriors ruled Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and the Earth's moon. Earth, not ruled. Don't worry about it. To become absolute ruler, Queen Beryl must defeat the princess warriors and obtain the remaining cosmic jewels of power. The royal families of the five inner planets, led by beautiful Queen Serenity, sovereign of the moon, formed an alliance to defeat Queen Beryl, making the moon their capital. To affirm the new confederation, Queen Serenity announced the betrothal of her only daughter, Sailor Moon, to Darien, Prince of the Earth. So they'd already picked out the names at this point. Different spelling of Darien. Different spelling of Darien, but he's Darien. And I I don't remember. Remember the, um, the, the sizzle reel? that we had yeah when where uh mercury's name was blue yeah so they had a, like uh victoria was was serena's american name originally which actually makes a lot of sense yeah. except for the serenity as a moon thing but so they at least had the names at this point and uh and, and although they don't have sailor moon's name here in this script that we're reading from um because mm-hmm. apparently queen serenity's daughter is just named sailor moon of course. I mean, it's a it's a traditional name. Yeah. Uh, small Lady Sailor Moon. Why did Jordan name his kid Darian when Sailor was right there? <laughs> Perfect gender neutral name. Mm-hmm. Sailor. Yeah. I actually saw someone suggest that instead of saying like, hey, guys, like, if we, like we should all start using sailors. <laughs> like, hey, sailors. That, that gets that gets kind of sexy real fast. It does. And also it'd be very confusing for this podcast, but we're, we're trying. It really would be. Uh, so yeah, like base, you have the basic setup, but then it already gets complicated. But at the to its credit, it is not as complicated as why X Force doesn't show up until season three of this show, <laughs> which I still honestly do not fully understand, having watched 130 episodes of this thing. <laughs> They do, like, the basic plot of what exists in this script is barrel attacks, uh, Darien is killed, question mark? 
they all run to a space galleon to escape, and Queen Serenity's like, there's no time. Oh, do they run, or do they use their sky flyers, which are windsurfing boards? <laughs> Look, I would have honestly bought those toys. Here's, here's some choice dialogue as they're infiltrating the, uh, the upper chambers of the Citadel. Uh, Sailor Venus. So this is what I missed the dance for? You guys are in for it. And if I break a nail, you're really in for it. Oh my god, these freaking noids. Uh, we have... Sounds good to me, but I think these guys are too out of shape to dance. Why don't we burn off a few pounds? Holy Jesus. Uh, note, like Mr. Rogers, comedic. Can any of you ugly cretins say electricity? Ben Franklin believed it could be translated through air. He was right. Oh, boy. Uh, and this is this is Sailor Mercury. Gangway for the original party girl. <laughs> oh, I like your style. Let me teach you a new step. It's bad. It's like if you want to develop a new appreciation for the deke dub, then by all means, go read this. I will say that we definitely continue the longstanding tradition of Sailor Mercury is referring to bad guys as creeps. <laughs> go bleach your roots, creep. <laughs> Oh, the, the most savage burn of the of the nineties. Uh, Luna flies through the air. Whoa, lands on floor. There goes one of my nine lives. Yeah, at the end of the script, you basically just have voiceovers used for live action. So, like, after a mysterious rose flies through the air and saves them, or something, something. Then we just switch to wait, what wait. must be a, a live action that? part. What did you say? A mysterious, mysterious rose flies through the air. I wonder if they had that in this. Probably not. Probably not. So yeah, it gets to the live action stuff. Unfortunately, we don't have any script for the live action stuff. We only have the voiceover stuff. Yeah. Because the live really action stuff is what I'd be really curious about. Right? Like, are we doing... They, the Queen Serenity mentioned something in here about another dimension. So are we doing the reincarnated thing or what? And if it's another dimension, are we really like all that concerned with it? Oh no, I know what it is. It's the third dimension. <laughs> That's right. And obviously they couldn't use the Japanese show because it only exists in two dimensions. Right. Okay. So th there is stuff out there. Um, let's talk about the video before we talk about these. There's a shocking number of cells <laughs> yeah. uh, in the, in that we actually have like pretty good looks at all the characters and what they're supposed to look like. And and some of them are, I mean, Endymion is just a Disney prince. He's just Prince Eric. Oh, yeah. Right? No, absolutely. He is like 100%. I mean, he's got a little bit more of like a chin than uh, than I would say your average Disney prince. He looks like Eric from Little Mermaid just got swole. Very, like, like went on that He-Man yeah. uh, fitness routine. Speaking of which, Sailor Moon is very, very She-Ra looking. Yeah, they... Uh, hey, what's the one visual indicator you think of when you think of Sailor Moon? Uh, um, hmm, could it be... Oh, the her, her fucking pigtails and bun. Yeah, the, the Odangos. Yeah. The, the 12-foot pigtails. Not present. Nope. Not present in, in the Saban Moon. Which is weird, because it's... Th that's a very easy visual indicator. Uh, so instead, we just straight up Shira. 
and even is like kind of posed uh when we see her in the the video like posed like if not shira then definitely like like it's in fact the more i look at it the more it is one million percent just psylocke from (laughs) x-men number one it really feels like in terms of design they they took a whole lot of notes and how to make like action ladies from the she-ra designs Mm -hmm. it's it's very it's very she-ra by way of x-men 92 yeah absolutely I guess we're just going through to these designs now, even though I said we would do that in a minute. Let's let's keep them up. Mercury is, as, as previously mentioned, uh, Mercury is in a wheelchair. In both her civilian identity and as Sailor Mercury, she has like a like a hover chair, like a very Flash Gordon looking hover yeah, chair. Yeah, it's a pretty rat. It's got like wings and it shoots lasers. Shoot, isn't there? There's an X Men kid that that can do that with his wheelchair isn't there well i mean there's professor x no 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 no. i mean like i mean in terms of having a wheelchair that flies and shoots lasers it was um shoot he first showed up during inferno if i'm remembering correctly he hung out with like boom boom and those kids are are you thinking of skids because skids didn't have a wheelchair no i i don't know well no there was even a kid with a wheelchair that showed up in the episode where like in the episode of X-Men where Scott, like, goes back to the orphanage and, like, uh, there's just, like, some of those kids. There's, like, Boom Boom and some other kids in a basement being brainwashed. Oh, so so now you remember X-Men 92. It's all on Hulu. Yeah, now, now you remember. That's that's fine. Now you remember. It's <laughs> great. It's great. No, I, I honestly do not. That sounds right. I do like the design of it. And I guess I want to talk about this here. When... When we see in the video that's shown in front of the crowd that the I don't want to call them the senshi. I guess they're the scouts. The, 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 the scouts have a friend in a wheelchair. There's a big laugh from the crowd. And I know why that is. And it's because it was a very late 80s, early 90s, like attempt at inclusiveness to include a disabled character in cast of characters that were aimed at kids. And like. Being in a wheelchair was the only disability that they could possibly imagine at the time. Literally the only one. And it's like, it's a Burger King kids club thing. Uh, It it shows up in a lot of different places. Uh, Barbie had a friend who was in a wheelchair, but the wheelchair couldn't even fit in the dream house or the elevator in the dream house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Archie would get one, but true to form of the previous era of Archie comics, like it wouldn't happen until the mid 2000s. (laughs) It is a it is a go to. I mean, I, I hate to use this phrase because this phrase is so often used by like dickheads, but like it's it's it is the box being checked uh, that they can they can they can get away with like 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 check the box and don't have to think about it any further. And I think that's a failing on their part. But I do also think there is an admirable bit of that to show a disabled superheroine who doesn't just you know magically get the ability to walk when she turns into a superhero because there are very few like even when when barbara gordon became batgirl again like arguably like her and professor x were the most prominent uh and oracle being a a character in a a wheelchair who was very uh active and very like useful for the justice league and, and had her own set of adventures and she had a personality outside of being like 
the friend in the wheelchair who's still making it happen and you and there's a lot of patronizing yeah. of that character. I I I understand why they laugh, but every time I see it, I'm always like, ah, well, you know, it's it's good that it's there, maybe, I guess, but it's it would not have been well done. I can almost guarantee it. I mean, we can't all be extreme ghostbusters. That's an, that's the other one that I was that I couldn't remember. They they at least did it so that like he was an actual character. He just had to get into the back of the van when they all zooted up. I think the the conversation about whether flawed representation is better than no representation yeah. is not necessarily one that I want to get into, but it's a thing that sticks out to me every time I watch the Saban Moon uh like yeah. music video which is it's absolutely not a conversation we're qualified to have in the yes. slightest uh but you know feel feel free to write in because because honestly it's a thing we've talked about before they don't have it in in japanese sailor moon at all speaking of things they don't have in japanese sailor moon excellent segue sailor mars is is asian uh asian american one can assume uh but we also have uh sailor jupiter is black and um, and sailor venus is probably latina she's she's brunette yeah but her skin tone is noticeably different from like sailors mercury and moon i would i would argue there's a, I'll, I'll say this plausibly latina mm -hmm. I, i'm trying to look at the the group shot here but yes like there's and again there's a lot of flawed representation in all of these ideas 100 <laughs> percent. like naturally they make the the physically strong and uh somewhat violent character the black character mm -hmm. again <sighs> I, I applaud them for trying, but maybe put a little effort in. She's also got just like a bowl cut. She has He-Man's haircut. She does. It, charitably, you could call it a bob, but it does not look like a bob at all. No. Uh, so yeah, like there there is a little more uh, added diversity to the cast. Again, nice. Uh, don't worry, though. Sailor Moon's still white. Uh, and Darian is just a, a large chinned grain of rice. <laughs> you know, actually, he looks a lot like Derek from the Swan Princess. <laughs> he looks, he honest to God looks exactly like American Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> like if it was one of those, I, I love those, um art memes and and shannon did one where it was like you know drawing uh like a self-portrait in different styles and and you do like you know your style like the, the studio ghibli style like stuff like that this is exactly like one of those for darian that's just like don bluth <laughs> oh no i wish he looked like don bluth's boyfriend he doesn't actually look like don bluth but he looks like Don. He looks like someone trying to make a Don Bluth boyfriend without actually being attracted to Don Bluth's boyfriend. D hey, um, I watched Anastasia, like honestly, for mm -hmm. the first time, start to finish, like last year. Uh -huh. And I don't know if you remember this, Annie, but I was like, "Hey, Don, can you chill for five minutes?" And he's like, "No, I need to go make Titan AE now." Yeah, like D Don Bluth, zero chill on that guy. I'm just going to eliminate the girl. It's just all about my boyfriend now. <laughs> so, uh, oh, Beryl. So we have Queen Beryl. 
Yeah. Queen Beryl pretty much looks like Queen Beryl. I mean, like she's got like I think this version of Queen Beryl actually looks pretty cool. Now, I am a noted fan Queen of got a haircut. Yes, she got she got an updo, which is very nice. Yeah. Uh a devil horn updo. Mm-hmm. Uh I love Queen Beryl's original design. I've talked about that before. I think she is like just a great villainous. Uh, and this is just Queen Beryl as a vampire from Scooby-Doo. Like, she's got... Actually, you know how, like, when... You know that art meme that was going around, like, last year or the year before, where you take three characters with similar aesthetics and, you and like, you do sort of a triangle of combining them mm-hmm. of what that character would look like? This looks like the character that comes when you have uh, Queen Beryl and Maleficent. Yes. Yeah, because the hair is, like, the Maleficent horns. Yeah, it's got that like high forehead and the and the eyeliner and that really pointed chin. I I love this smoky eye she has going, which is bright blue and pink and about four feet away from her eyes. She took the time to make that work this morning and uh, she should be proud. Yeah, you should you should respect the effort she puts in and maybe you could put a little effort in Jedi. <laughs> And the designs are, they're just close enough that they're recognizably Sailor Moon, right? Like, they're just close enough that it couldn't just be Princess Princess Luna. They've got, like, the sailor collar. They've got, like, the piping on the gloves and, like, those little, like, shoulder ruffles. Mm Mm-hmm. She's got the, she's got the, the brooch. Sailor Moon does. Yeah. Well, actually, they all have the little brooch on their uniforms. Oh, that I must guess. be where they keep their their jewels. I guess so. The the weird thing is that like the way they did the skirt length and animating these is that it really like more of that like He-Man She-Ra stuff. They just like went with that sort of line that makes it look just kind of like you're wearing like a a, a one-piece swimsuit. Mhm. It's <sighs> the the animation in Sailor Moon as it exists is hit or miss. Yeah. Like the design sensibility is always there, For, like with the exception of a couple rough monsters of the week. This is just that like filtered down so much like they, they've they've copy image, paste image so much. A lot of the way it looks also looks a lot like someone who is uh, redrawing like armor or something without knowing how it goes together or why. Mm hmm. Like, like these, like these arm ruffles in particular, they're just kind of like sleeves that come out of sleeves that come out of sleeves rather than being any kind of like cap on the shoulder or anything. Right. Not great. Not great. They do keep the color schemes, which I like. So, but yeah, not, not great. Uh, and again, a lot of this art is available online. Um, if you go to uh, moonsisters.org, you can see really a ton of it, like a lot of queen barrel and her ship a lot of uh the the sky flyers which i do not understand but i think you're right when it's it's just oh they're sailors they need a thing with sails yeah uh, to, to explain the outfits because okay getting back to the power rangers discussion yes. they recently skipped an episode of power or a, a season of super sentai again like there's a yeah, there's a recent Super Sentai that wasn't brought over to America, and it's Russia Sentai Tokyuger, which is the train-based one. Oh, yeah! 
Yeah. Which is really good, by the way, and has some truly phenomenal monster designs. If you're if you're curious at all, seek it out. But what the reason I suspect they skipped it and went straight for Ninja Steel is that Americans don't have the same relationship with trains as public transit that you do in Japan. So they would have had to justify it in a weird way. Or, or at least I think that's the feeling. I think the these are there because they had to justify that they are wearing sailor uniforms when they could have just made a show that wasn't called Sailor Moon. Yeah, like why why even stick with that if you're gonna try real hard to find a justifiable reason for it? Like you're still calling these women like princesses of their different planets if you're remaking the whole thing from scratch. Yeah, and she does like. It's so weird what they keep. She does moon tiara action. In the voice, in the voice script, they call it her throwing her frisbee. Oh boy. Well, that's because she went to princess school. Right. That's where she got really good at frisbees. Of all the, like, they keep enough that it is very recognizably Sailor Moon. And again, I'm just left thinking, there's no way this is worth it. Well, you know what? Like, the more we talk about this, the more this reminds me of the of the fact that we discovered over on uh, the other podcast I do, I Will Fight You, where we found out that uh, a cartoon show called Princess Guinevere and the Jewel Riders, or Princess Starlow and the Jewel Riders, it's got a couple names, was originally a Dragon Riders of Pern show. And it got changed so much over the course of the development that there's like a couple of faint things that you can recognize as being a Pern thing. Thing. but like everything else is just it's complete is a completely different beast and this feels like this probably should have gone in that direction honestly i would be you might know this annie and you might be saving it like this would be the great the hammer at the end of the episode i would love to hear naoko takeuchi talk about this because she had to have seen it right like they like it was being shopped around. They made it. Surely it made its way to her at some point in the process, right? Yeah, like it would have had to. I know Toei was involved in this. So like Toei signed off on it. So surely it had to have at least like crossed her desk, even in like the most cursory manner possible. Yeah. One last thing about the designs and then we'll finally get to this video. Uh, the design for the ship, the, the, the scouts ship is rad. It's like war. It's like Moon Knight's helicopter, but Warhammer 40,000. Are we talking about I'm only seeing Queen Barrel ship, which is basically just a ship that she put her face on, but a robot. No, I'm going to here. I will. I will drop this into the, uh, oh, the chat please here. Do. Uh, there, there aren't a lot of like finished drawings of it, but this thing. Rules. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it's it's a big moon-shaped spaceship with a bunch of giant sails and also the rudder is shaped like a moon and also it's like a ship. <laughs> like like a sailing ship. This is 100% something out of like Spelljammer. Yes, exactly. Yes, it's Spelljammer. Very like one very good thing. Like in in mixed in with all of this. Uh I also really would have liked to have seen the uh the toy version of uh sailor mercury princess mercury's uh flying chair because it is like very flash gordon-y and, you know and art deco in a way that i like that probably would have been the only doll with like bending knees right probably so what were they gonna do just make like a big like chase lounge 
Well, there's there is a toy that existed and was at least produced in in some kind of prototype form, the Moon Cycle. Yes, which is I am only just now realizing the hilarious name for a toy. <laughs> it's a euphemism, folks. Uh, and that's just like it's. I mean, it's not good. Oh no! This but... was a this was a toy where there was, I believe, an actual commercial for it because I'm pretty sure Lucas Brown once quoted me in, in its entirety. How? Well, this like okay. Here's the weird thing: the longer I look at it, I'm not sure this exists in Saban Moon. I know for a fact it doesn't exist in Sailor Moon. No, honestly, it kind of reminds me of Freakazoid's car from the cartoon. Where did this thing come from? Oh, sorry. Now I am watching the the commercial. <laughs> okay, we might have to do another chibi soap <laughs> just about this commercial. Boof. Okay, <laughs> moving. We got to move on. This is a topic for another time. What? Okay, sorry. That was my reaction to this commercial. Another time, Annie. You'll have to come back. Okay. All right. So let's let's talk about the video. It starts off with uh with Tune Maker's address and phone number. <laughs> I'm going to guess that phone number does not like work anymore. Oh, actually, BT Dubs, <laughs> tunemakers.com, takes you to a magical website. What? There's Comic Sans. There's, uh, there's hyperlinks. Uh, there are no buttons to speak of. Annie, did you just access the dark web? <laughs> I think I might have. Well, I was trying to figure out anything about this about this animation studio. Anything that I Google about Tune Makers just leads me back to Saban Moon. Yeah, I, you know, I think this this is the actual official website of Tune Makers, and it says copyright two thousand eight. That does not look like <laughs> the year that this was made. This is a website that might predate the Space Jam website. Yeah, I'm trying to. Look at the character design page. These links appear to be non-functioning. <laughs> According to their own website, these guys actually did like animation and production management for feature films and for TV stuff. Uh, like The Page Master, Once Upon a Forest, the Tom and Jerry movie, which is, you should read the Wikipedia page for it because it is a nightmare. Uh, Fern Golly, Thumbelina, speaking of Don Bluth. Could he just chill? <laughs> Never. Don Bluth is horny, and God damn it, you have to know about it. I mean, you're not wrong. That's a very accurate summary of his body of work. <laughs> Don Bluth is horny, and he likes lips and weird teeth, and his boyfriend. And mice? Yeah. For some reason. Here's something from the Two Makers website. Jake will probably have to cut this out because this is uh, just a visual for you, Annie. But here's something you might enjoy from the Two Makers website. Yeah, like I, I saw that earlier and I keep thinking about it because I don't think that's where I, you know, centaurs just start breaking down the moment you start thinking about them. But OK, look, this is 100 percent a Sonic OC, right? <laughs> it, it, in centaur form. Yes, this is a centaur with wings. And maybe a unicorn horn, if that's not her other ear, and like giant eyes and a tube top. I like the way that you said tube top. <laughs> you gave it the emphasis it required. 
Uh, also of note, um, no navel, which implies that it must be going on downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I saw, it. I saw a video, I saw an image when I was trying to look for like concept stuff for like a for like a D character i somehow found my way into a picture of a pregnant goat centaur person and the pregnant part was on the stomach and i'm like is that where that is is that where that is on the centaur is that where the uterus is because that's a long ass journey you know annie i've uh been on the internet for a while and i've seen a lot of things by accident but i've never seen something like that by accident <laughs> I accidentally downloaded two files from this website, so <laughs> when my credit cards explode, that is why, I think. All right, the video. Let's talk about the video. Okay. Uh, t- two minutes long, and bananas. Obviously, you are listening to the 140-something episode of a Sailor Moon podcast, so you've seen it. If you haven't, like, I, I mean, like, maybe you haven't, but you've seen it. Come on. Let's let's be real. Look, if nothing else, you've seen the opening to Star Trek The Next Generation, and that's basically a less majestic, a more majestic version of what we're looking at now. I mean, you're actually exactly right, which is weird, because this would have been season seven (laughs) of that bad boy. Oh, buddy. We're getting into we're getting into all good things at this point. Oh, buddy. Oh, I love Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, Okay, so we get the Star Trek stuff. And then we just dissolve it to the face of who I assume is Sailor Moon. She's she's probably a great actress. I do not recognize her. And I would be like, of all, you've probably done more searching of this stuff. Has anyone come forward and been like, yeah, I was Sailor Moon in this? Not to my knowledge, but if someone else has dug deeper into this, I would love to see that interview. I would put yeah. that up there with as much as I want to find out, I, as much as I want to see in advance of that book that never got published about the person who actually wrote My Immortal. <laughs> I heard she's doing well. I don't know if it's actually her or not. I think it is. I think she's doing okay. The mystery continues. I just want to know that she's fine. And I want to know when her account officially got hacked and she gave up. I want to know. I really want Raven Darkness Dementia Way to be be doing good for herself. Me too. First of all, she deserves it. Second of all, we deserve it as a people, as, as as a nation, as America. We deserve to win that one. I want closure on this. Back to this video. Uh, who's that? Look, <laughs> flying higher than a bird, Sailor Sailor Moon. She's got a life in the sky and another here on Earth. What a rhyme. That's that's like <laughs> that's like how someone would describe Jesus to a child. <laughs> Maybe that's just maybe that's just my southern church and upbringing talking, but like I feel that has the familiarity. <laughs> and by the way, every single uh, set of lyrics and um, not quite rhymes are uh, are cut in twain with Sailor Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. <laughs> that's what it is. It's Sailor Moon. Uh, she's got her cat Luna to give her advice. She's so fine. So stand by her side. <laughs> Look at all of her friends. 
Okay, so we dissolve back to space because she's got a life in the sky. Mm -hmm. Then we see animated Sailor Moon. And you know how it's so weird. You know how magical girls uh, before like Sailor Moon and Cartaptor Sakura kind of redefined it were always about like little girls who aged up into teens to solve problems. That's not necessarily true, Annie. I mean, Cutie Honey was just a sexy lady all the time. We don't talk about Cutie Honey. Not yet. <laughs> but wait for Go Nagai business. Oh, boy. He's he's hot again. People love this Devil Man show. I mean, I guess. Netflix is going to make a Cutie Honey. You mark my words. Oh my Amazon God. Prime is already on it, I'm sure. Oh, God damn it. I don't, I don't need that. If you have not seen the mid-2000s live-action Cutie Honey movie, it's delightful, by the way. But anyway. But yeah, this is kind of like that, because this is this is definitely like, you know, a teen girl, a young teen girl. Uh, she's actually probably, her actress is probably about that old. And cartoon Sailor Moon is like, you know, 20s. I mean, she's She-Ra's age. Yeah, however old she was. So we get, we actually get a transformation sequence. And again, it is recognizable as Sailor Moon's transformation sequence. I mean, it's actually recognizable as Venus's, really. But it's like the live action person poses and then the cartoon gets painted on top. Of all the things in this two minute promo, the transformation sequences, I think, actually look interesting. If not good, interesting. I would have loved to see more of those. Uh, so then we cut to Serena's school. This and this. Okay. Remember how I said they're wearing sailor uniforms, so they have to have some kind of spaceship and some kind of windsurfing stuff because they're sailors. They go to a school where they wear uniforms. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. Speaking of Jesus, they're keeping they keep the school uniforms, but they're but they're like they're western catholic school uniforms i also really like that the way these they communicate that these kids are friends are by doing close-ups of them like <laughs> we have fun those kinds of like fake ass smiles it's really good uh so from there we get our shot of animated luna uh who dissolves into live action luna who looks like she should be in Blofeld's lap as he drops someone into a piranha tank. It's she's very Persian. Like, I don't want I don't want people to think that they did like a Salem from the Melissa Joan Hart's uh, Sabrina show thing. This is not an animatronic. This is a very bored cat. Yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. If this had continued, if this pilot had actually be seen, that cat would probably have been drugged out of its gourd the whole time. You know, like Grumpy Cat. Yeah, sorry to ruin the internet for you, everybody. Sorry. So we get the windsurfing we've already discussed. Then we get all the, the scouts posing. Again, that is one million percent Jim Lee Psylocke being traced. Yeah. Saban. You're not wrong. Y you took a shortcut, calling you on it. Haim Saban, who worked on the X-Men show. Ooh, just saying. So is Sailor Moon smart? Because she's she's reading a book about astronomy, 
but they're also they're actually arm wrestling and i think all three of them are arm wrestling sailor moon so is she strong oh you know i never noticed that but i think you're right i think the idea is that she's strong and also smart can you do that she's arm wrestling her three friends while also reading a book on astronomy who is this because it's not usagi skino they were like, so so let's let's write a bullet point list about Usagi Tsukino. What what is she about? Uh well <laughs> she's Okay, she cries a lot. Okay. Um she's lazy. Right. Uh not very bright. Uh what are her three favorite things? Oh, her three favorite things? That's eating, sleeping, and taking the easy way out. What's her blood type? Oh. Excellent. She's a cancer. Great. So what's Bruce the opposite of all that? <laughs> What's the opposite of all those things? Yeah, you. I re... I realize how goofy this is, given that we were just talking about Batman the Animated Series, and given my longstanding affection for Bruce Wayne. You you can't take Sailor Moon and make her smart and strong. <laughs> she's she's not. She, that's that misses the point. Well, if Sailor Moon had infinite preparation, she could eat. A lot of snacks. That's true. Uh, now, now, and something occurs to me in this image of her having like, of her being very strong. What if this was like a thing that they later did with Big Bad Beetleborgs and gave the girls like out of costume powers? Well, I mean, like, that's a thing we've talked about wanting with, with yeah. Sailor Moon yeah. the anime. But that's the, the real power's friendship. I mean, and also super strength. Annie, the real windsurfing was the friends you made <laughs> along the way. So more windsurfing, more dissolving into close-ups. Then, like, a brief scene of uh, Sailor Moon fighting a Yoma of some kind. Uh, now, we've already established there's an there are animation cells that exist of her doing Moon Tiara action. There's also a cell that exists of a Yoma that she fights in the pilot, which is 100% Rhett Butler. It's true. It's very true. Which means there's a chance I went back in time and made this show. Because <laughs> who else picks that episode? But in this, in the, the, the music video, she's just shooting lasers out of her hands. Wait a minute. You know what that looks like? I don't think that looks what? like a Yoma. I think that looks like the adversary Satan himself. <laughs> you mean the author of all lies? Yeah, that's that's the one. I mean, you're not wrong. She shoots lasers at Satan. So th this scene of Sailor Moon shooting lasers out of her hands, because, you know, she's super smart and super strong and can shoot lasers out of her hands, is intercut with just the girls dancing. Right. Having one of those boarding school dance parties and this is this is the when i realized that this is actually supposed to be set at like a boarding school oh, so shit. there's kind of like a like a hogwarts thing going on and then they don't have parents around to hide from because they don't have parents around uh and you could do a lot of like school stuff with that yeah. you know it's basically this is what they based little witch academia on yeah this is exactly the one they were like what should we do should we do like harry potter but like cool and they're like no 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 Check out this YouTube video I found. <laughs> Listen to the crowd reacting. They love this. <laughs> they want to see more. It's so weird that they intercut 
the laser hands with the dancing. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's not like you're just cutting to different scenes. It is intercut. They go to the lasers, to the girls dancing, back to the lasers, back to the girls dancing. You just can't get enough of it. Yeah, and this is where um this is where live action Ami is dancing in the wheelchair. Uh you know, there's and there's that. There's definitely someone just sort of holding the back of the wheelchair so she's she doesn't even get to like move around she's just sort of sitting there nodding her head and then kind of waving her hands yeah not good hey annie you know what i just found out what sometimes she's a fun-loving 16 year old girl oh really what about the other times sometimes she's a superhero for the world for the world Uh uh-huh not Hmm. Uh, also don't quite rhyme also she can get dressed up and look so sweet she morphs into a form because Morphin was hot. Yeah. Hero's got a morph, everybody. It's 1994. You know what time it is. It, it's it's morphing time. It's 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 time for morphing to occur. I, I hit that G just to bug Jake. <laughs> uh, so we she's jamming out on her uh, on her Walkman because it's the 90s. It's a big deal. Then we actually see in this music video, she does moon tiara action. It's moon tiara action. It's that motion. And it, but here's, okay. Annie, what happens when Sailor Moon throws her tiara at a Yoma? Uh, usually it like explodes. Yeah. You're dusted, Negatrash. Yeah. She throws it at Satan. It bonks him in the head and bounces off. And Satan like frowns. <laughs> It's like if you threw a frisbee at me. <laughs> like it's exactly what would happen. So then they, they try on some hats and accessories. They're moon earrings. You can buy them time. today. She looks like she's in a QVC video with this. She's got one of those 90s sun hats. You know the one. Then we see the transformation sequence again. Then this is where it's revealed that Sailor Mercury has a flying chair that also shoots lasers. Then they try on some more hats. I can't understand how this is edited. It's and just back and forth between stuff that's completely unrelated. It's like they don't want you to focus on the stuff for too long to form an opinion on it. They're just bombarding you with stuff. Yeah. Also, like more of these, a lot, some of these, uh, some of these laser power sequences that we're seeing from the other sailor scouts like absolutely the uh the poses from the from the actual cartoon yeah uh we then see that cool sailor moon ship that i was talking about get blown up by queen barrel so i bet that was a cool moment in the pilot uh the explosion looks bad not as good as the explosions on gi joe just saying uh that was 10 years earlier than this but whatever uh more hallway dancing this time with festive hats and doing kind of a what, what do you call that move where you kind of like roll your hands i, I don't know i like I, I, you do you not understand how wide i am i don't know i don't like i don't know any you might know but like you know about a lot of stuff i don't know yeah but i definitely don't know about anything that involves like interacting socially in a normal person way it's that it's that cool move where you move your hands like an egg beater. I don't know, but they definitely do the they definitely do the shot of the feet doing like a shuffle from side to side. Like it's 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 definitely the uh, fuck fuck now the breakfast movies. Club. Thank you. It's definitely you a go. Breakfast Club thing. 
So then we get the uh, the transformation sequence. And then in what is maybe the weirdest thing about this, you get the Sailor Moon logo, like the actual straight up Sailor Moon logo. Yeah, this is the only thing that survived this pitch was the Sailor Moon logo. So uh, that's a that's a, a frame by frame breakdown of this video. Hey, Annie. Yeah. Uh, she and her four friends stand by her dreams. They're going to fight crime again and again. Yeah, that doesn't rhyme at all. Now you're not nope. even trying. Nope. Also, we've talked about this as well. I would not describe what Sailor Moon does as fighting crime. I would not describe what she and her friends did in that video as having fun. No fun, no crime. So yeah, that's the video. Somewhere out there is 17 minutes of that. There's 15 more minutes of that. I want to see it. By the way, there is one there is one cell we have not discussed, and it is uh it is helpfully labeled on the Lost Media Wiki site as a rose, possibly from Tuxedo Mask. How, how'd you figure that one out, Columbo? <laughs> oh, Poirot, you've done it again. I mean, we've been going for a pretty significant amount of time at this point, Annie, so we should probably wrap up soon. But what do you think we would have seen from this from this sailor moon pitch i don't know i mean my mind keeps going back to like big bad beetleborgs honestly i feel like we probably would have gotten something like that like i like this boarding school adventures idea clearly this is a formula that works we see that Mm -hmm. much later in time but like i just i don't know i feel like the budget would have run out real quick to do both live action stuff and to do animation stuff side by side like the only other example that we had was tanko and the guardians of the magic and that lasted like i i don't remember if it got a second season or not i don't even know what that is so you remember for a while when we were really obsessed with magicians like like stage magicians yeah like magicians oh you mean like when we were all paldini (laughs) yes yes except instead of just one sexy magician it was several sexy magicians oh like that episode of gem written by paul dini yes where there were several sexy magicians right right right. i'm familiar yeah well they made tanko was a stage magician like an actual stage magician and they made like a live action animation like blend tv show about her having magic adventures so this was a a real stage magician Yes. Okay. It's kind of like Jackie Chan Adventures isn't actually about Jackie Chan, the real actor and and martial artist. Just about a guy named Jackie Chan who has similar luck to the characters portrayed by the actor Jackie Chan. Exactly. Okay. I feel like the dynamics would have to change so much based on what we know from two minutes of this show. They're in a boarding school. They're... They have secret lives in the sky. They, at at the very least, are going to a different dimension when they transform, which is kind of a cool idea. Maybe it's not a reincarnation thing. Maybe because they go to a boarding school, they don't have to worry about having parents. So they just show up on Earth and, like, go incognito. Right. Okay, so it's like a Supergirl situation. Exactly. It's a Supergirl (laughs) situation. Without those, like, extra-dimensional sweaters. And that, I guess that makes an easier way for for the outer sentient to show up eventually. Just, they just also come over. Yeah. 
It's fine. They rescue the outer yeah. senshi in like the end of the first season, and then there's more dolls to buy. Okay, here's here's the big question: How do they do Chibiusa? Do they at all? Well, well. Also, there doesn't appear to be a live-action Darien. That we know of. That we know of. It's not like he's going to go to the all-girls school, unless we're doing one of those creepy things where he's like a teacher. Oh, well, I mean, well, far be it from the Sailor Moon franchise to ever drop something mega-creepy and inappropriate with uh, (laughs) the character of Darien Shields. Darien Shields. (laughs) It's It's a noun and a verb. I f- at the po- the point at which they have it, I feel like it's no longer Sailor Moon. It's just a show that has Sailor Moon stuff in it. But yeah, like, I mean, it's not like there's any footage matching they need to worry about. Yeah, she does Moon Tiara action, but like she also poses like Psylocke and looks like Shira. Like it's it's just borrowing from multiple sources. Like like at this point, it's. It, it's like as much a live action Steven Universe as anything else. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's like what I just, I don't know what the end game would have been to like go through and like change the stuff so much and still like pay for the licensing fees for all of this. Because yeah, it's not you, like that would have come cheap. Sailor Moon's a commodity at that point. Yeah, and it's a big deal. And event, like, I don't know how this made it as far as it did, because the thing that it says on the Lost Media Wiki is that there was a deal and the deal fell through. And that can mean a lot of things. That can mean that uh, Fox was interested in airing, say, like Sailor Moon in some form, and then they decided that they didn't want it because they had Eek the Cat, their hot (laughs) show, apparently, according to Annie Creighton. It, it could mean that they saw this and backed off. Later on, they decided to try bringing over Escaflone. That went well. Yeah. It could mean that that uh, Toei pulled the rights from uh, Saban and gave them to Deke instead. And Deke wanted to make more money in syndication. Uh, like, it could mean a lot of things that the deal fell through. It, and a lot of those things could be that the deal was in various stages. But how did this get to the point of people doing this much work on it? Filming essentially a pilot, doing animation and live action, without somebody just going, we could just dub it. <laughs> like I, I, and I realized that like for a lot of us, Sailor Moon was like the first anime we saw, right? Like there wasn't as much Japanese animation on American television. For sure. And when we had it, they were things that were highly, highly dubbed. Like, you had a couple of random anime that would show on, like, Nickelodeon children's programming now and again. But it was something where it was altered so much that it's not like anyone ever told you, hey, this is from another country. Yeah. But at the same time, Speed Racer more or less worked. Yeah. And they they just hadn't decided to try it again for 20 years. Either way, I think we can all agree it's a good thing that uh, Saban Moon didn't happen because Lord knows if this would have come out in America, it would have tanked. And we know that because Mass Rider tanked, Big Bad Beetleborgs tanked, uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad tanked, Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills, which secretly rules (laughs) because it's so stupid. I own the DVD of the complete series that is available legitimately for $12. They made a DVD? Oh, yeah. It's $12 for 40 episodes. 
Oh, and uh, vampires tanked, and vampires is real, Jake Mason. Really? Annie, this is how you do me? We know that this would have tanked, and that would have been the end of Sailor Moon in America. Like, Sailor Moon is a thing that we have now, not because it was popular in Japan, although, like, obviously, it's a huge, massive pop cultural force and a huge hit in Japan, but it was a hit in America. This would not have been, I don't think. Like, I can't envision a world where this would have been successful. I mean, it feels like they wouldn't have, it would have been a once bitten, twice shy kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, like how it's taken, what, 25 years for Nintendo to try doing a Mario movie again in the United States? Are they doing that now? Blue Sky got the rights. You know what? Good for them. I think it's Blue Sky. I think the inherent problem there is that there is no discernible story to Mario, but, you know, whatever. Maybe it's just about Bowser. Would you watch a movie about Bowser? Because I would watch a movie about Bowser. I, mean, I would watch a movie about Bowser, but I mean, I like all those guys. Just, just trying to be a dad. <laughs> to his awful, awful son. <laughs> his awful son and his eight children that he doesn't talk about and who never visit. His awful one to nine children. <laughs> all right. Final thoughts on Saban Moon, Annie? I would watch the heck out of the pilot if it presented itself. Oh. I would pay like I would pay like five bucks for it. Viz, if anybody from Viz is listening, make an offer, put it on a DVD. Put Please. it like as whatever like I'll rebuy season one if you throw that on there. Cause it's like it feels a lot like the same sort of bizarre point in time that like the Star Wars Christmas special holds which is like this is before this was a worldwide phenomenon we knew that we had money on our hands but we didn't know what to do with it so we made like a variety show with b arthur who is canonically in the star wars universe that has not been rendered non-canonical as of, as of yet and like you just sit there and you have this this thing that is this bizarre interpretation of something that we now know to be so much bigger and so much more important than we thought it was at the time yeah. It, and the problem is it's never going to happen. And the only way it's going to happen is a bootleg because there's going to be so many conflicting rights issues because Kadansha is going to be involved. Takeuchi is going to be involved. Saban, Toei, like all these. Different Especially rights. with sort of all these rights renewing with like with Crystal and everything. So all these are like there's I believe there is an amount of money that would make it happen. But it's probably not worth it for anyone but the people who listen to 140 episodes of a Sailor Moon podcast. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see this. It would have been like trying to do anything with the gem license before a lot of those rights lapsed and they could finally do stuff with parts of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you have any information about Saban Moon or if you have any like thoughts on what you think Saban Moon would have been like or if you think there's a way that it might have been a hit maybe they could have Roger Rabbited it they couldn't that would have taken so much money that they, they would have cool world in it Don can you chill <laughs> John didn't make cool world Don Bluth not do anything with cool world because I've seen Hollywood I don't think so mm. I mean he probably stuck his dick in it somewhere because he's Don Bluth. Well, that's that's the phrase that pays in this podcast. <laughs> uh, Annie, before we get out of here, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You've mentioned one of your podcasts. 
Yeah. Uh, so I am mostly a podcast per- podcast person. Ralph um, Bakshi was Cool World, who's like the less chill Don Bluth. <laughs> Didn't he work on heavy metal? Uh, he did Wizards, which is the, like heavy metal two, right? Okay. Kind of. Let's see. No, don't add bookmark. Hit the wrong button. <laughs> you can't escape it now. Yes, it's he there. Did. He did heavy metal. He dumb and duped. Uh, anyway, continue. So I am uh, a podcast person. I am found um, our branch is our over our sort of over branch is crooked Russian cam is what we're slowly transitioning to because uh, we do the gem jam, which uh, recently completed uh, doing episode by episode recaps of all 65 episodes of gem of the holograms. That's right. The best cartoon uh, present company excluded. And we also do recaps of the comic books that are still coming out monthly. Um, we are just sort of coming back from a hiatus, so now is actually a great time to get on with that because uh, our release schedule is kind of question marks right now. It's basically as soon as our producer Kit uh, is able to work on stuff. We also do I Will Fight You, which is a bit more loosey-goosey, but we mostly talk about uh, movies, uh pop culture, feminist criticism, uh, what have you. Eventually, we'll be releasing an episode with uh, Shannon Maynor, who's been on this show before, uh, with her explaining the entirety of Kingdom Hearts with us. We we expected that one to be like one hour. Surprise, it takes a while to explain Kingdom Hearts. Surprise, it's an ongoing podcast with Jake Mason. <laughs> yeah. Which is, Kingdom Smarts is like one of my favorite podcasts, and y'all should definitely listen to it. And then I also do uh, Date Me Damn It, which is a YouTube video series where we play Otome games and mostly yell at Kit while she plays them and try, try so hard to not kiss any boys. <laughs> We're playing Seduce Me the Otome right now, if that means anything to you, which it should. That game. Is, is that the one about butlers or the one about horses? No, no, no. This is a whole separate thing. This is the one about incubi who live in your house. Mm, you know i'm only into the ones about butlers we'll get to a butler one eventually i'm sure uh seduce me the otome just has a lot of meat on those bones <laughs> i bet it does uh you can find me at the isb uh on twitter or by going to the isb.com that is uh my homepage where you can find links to my comics and all the podcasts that i do uh you can find a uh, jordan at Crackshot with a zero for an o you can find our producer jake mason at jj underscore mason he does a bunch of podcasts i'm not going to list them off now because i got five percent battery life on this computer and it'll take some time but there's like eight of them so give him a listen he's a monster uh the latest one's called specter it's about james bond and i'm going to be on that one eventually to talk about uh one of my favorite bondos you should go to the you should watch you should listen to pokemon world to united because i've been on some of those too it's almost like we have a very limited number of friends. Shocking, right? By the way, I'm on Twitter at Annie Zard, and uh, you can find our my podcast stuff at Gem Jamcast. I forgot to say that. You can find this show on Twitter at Sailor Business. Go to sailorbusiness.com if you want to listen to past episodes. Leave us a rating or review. Uh, we do the chibi episodes every now and then, but we will be back next week with a, a regular episode of Sailor Moon. Uh, until then, everybody... Keep your mind on sailor business. Be <laughs> 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 <laughs>
And she says, Pinchy. I know. It's great. I know. It's the word they picked up from us. I love it. It's really good. It's such a good word.